Welcome to the Coast Life Church Podcast. For more videos, messages, and content, be sure to subscribe to our channels on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube for a great way to stay connected throughout the week. Tune in as Pastor Jason brings this week's message from our collection of talks, Good Bones. Ephesians chapter 4. If you have a Bible or you have a device, you can uh, go there. We've been in a collection of talks called Good Bones, and we're talking about building a church that leaves a legacy. And we're working with the idea that legacy isn't what we do 50 years from now. Legacy is what we're doing right now. It's the decisions we're making right now. It's the life we're living right now. Because while faith works, is faith is the substance of things hoped for. So we're making decisions by faith now, trusting that God's going to bring the outcome of our faith into fruition. And I want to talk about building the church today. Anybody thankful for the church today, for God's house, for God's people? And I'm going to, to preach about the church today. I know you've been scouring your Bibles all week, trying to find which set of bones I'm going to preach from next. And you're awesome. I appreciate that. Um, if you found this one, I'll tip my hat to you because it took me a long time to find this one. Ephesians chapter 4. Let's read the words of Paul. Verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Another translation says God gave gifts to the church as pastors and teachers, which would make me your gift. You're welcome. <laughs> uh pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry for the equipping of God's people to do the work of ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man builds up to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro. He doesn't want there to be any immaturity. He wants us to be strong. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love causes us to grow up in all things into him who is the head. Jesus is the head of the body. And then from the head, the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. A lot of people think that church is where I come to receive. Church isn't the place you actually come to receive. Church is the place you come to supply. And a lot of people think that I'll get blessed if I come and receive. No, you get blessed when you come to give. That there's, there's a place for you to give. But whatever joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Every, every part has got to do its share. Turn to your neighbor and tell them you're dead weight. I'm just joking. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's, that's rude. That's, that's horrible. It's kind of scary how fast some of you jumped on that just in that moment. Now's my chance. But every part, every part has to do its share. And that causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Let's pray over the word today. Father, bless the preaching of the word of God. God, you choose the, you choose the foolishness of preaching just to advance your kingdom, advance your people. Take, take this foolishness today and let it help somebody. Let it build our lives. Let it build our church. So we're building it on your word today. Take your word. Make us better in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. 
So thankful to see you in church today. 1115, you're looking good. Come on. You happy to be in church today? You're looking strong. For the last few weeks, we've been talking about leaving good bones and just preaching about building a church, about why we're all gathered in this room today, and that's to build the church of Jesus Christ. And when you, when you read the Bible, the Bible gives you pictures so that you can understand what it is that God has planned for your life. Are there any visual learners in the room today? Like you, you, if you can see a picture of it, it helps you understand it. And even though the Bible is written, it, it's a written form, but throughout the Word of God, you'll find pictures. Like one of the pictures that God gives uh, for the life of a believer is a tree planted by rivers of living water bearing fruit. That's God's picture for your life of you flourishing in God's plans and purposes. And then when you come to church, in the New Testament, there are two primary pictures that the Bible gives us. Uh, one of them is, is a house, uh, that God is building a house. And I, I couldn't think of a, a, a title for this uh, message in this collection. And so I borrowed one from a, from a song that's popular, and I want to give this the title, um, if, if the bones are good, the rest don't matter. That if we leave good bones, listen, the rest doesn't matter. This is what matters in life, that we leave good bones. And, and as I was preparing for this collection, I, I went to the phrase good bones because I was going to preach from the bones of Elisha, which we did in week one, and the bones of Joseph in the second week. But I also had this kind of working understanding in my mind that God's also building a house. And it's actually a real estate term for when a house has a good foundation. And if the house is built well, then it'll stand the test of time. And the Bible gives us two images. One is a house. And in their day, a house wouldn't have been built with two-by-fours and nails and a, and a concrete foundation. It would have been built most likely by just taking stones and piling stones together, irregular, jagged, imperfect stones, but come on, when you put one stone on top of another, they would build a pretty great house, and that's a picture of what God is doing in our church. I know we're imperfect stones, but together God is building a perfect house. And then the second picture that the Bible gives us is, is a body. And in the passage we just read, Paul is working through the physical framework of a human being to explain to us what God is building. And he said that God sent some people, apostles, pastors, prophets, teachers, evangelists, to help equip the body of Christ. And, and the word equip is, is very interesting in, in that context that he is using. Because he's using something like a natural body. And is eventually going to use it to describe all the different parts that come together to form the church, the body of Christ. And, and as you read it through, he's painting a picture for us. One, one picture that he's painting is something that we need to understand is one is the church is incomplete. Like we, we didn't step into a church that has fulfilled its mission today. We didn't step into a church that is fully complete in what it's called to do. The church is incomplete. The second picture that he is painting is that the world is broken. That, that the world is, is broken and disconnected. And he said that God sent the framework of the church. He sent people so that the function of the church would be to equip people to find their place in the body of Christ. And here's what's incredible. 
is the word equip in Ephesians 4 that we just read, means to mend something that's broken, and it literally means to set a broken bone in place. If you break your arm or you break your leg, the, the bone gets disjointed, and it has to be set into place so that it can heal and get back the strength that it's supposed to have. And here's the picture that Paul is painting, is that the world is broken, and the way that they move from broken to wholeness is to find their place in the body of Christ, and that God has called us to have one primary function as a church, and that is to be bone menders, is to be people that help take all the broken pieces of the world and help them find their place in the body of Christ, because the church church is not complete. The world is broken and the church is incomplete. And our job as the church of Jesus Christ is to go get every broken piece of the body of Christ and help them find their healing and hope by being mended to the body of Christ. And our job as a church isn't just to come and fill a room. Our, our job as a church is to look around and realize that every person we see, it doesn't matter where they're at in their life, they belong to the body of Christ and they may not know it yet, but they don't belong disconnected they belong connected to the body of Christ and our function as a church is to go get all the broken pieces because our church is incomplete until we have reached every broken piece and planted it where God intended for it to be and that's at home in the body of Christ in the presence of God and so every weekend I love church because I get a front row seat to see something happen and that's people whose lives were fragmented and disconnected from Christ they get to come to a place where we serve a function, and that is to help them find their place in the body of Christ and get mended back to the purpose that God has for their life. It's, it's an incredible thing that God is using us to mend broken people, to bring them from disconnected to connected. And there's people walking around and they have no idea that their life isn't making sense because they weren't meant to be disconnected from Christ. They were meant to be connected to Christ and the purpose of their life and the reason they're here is found in God's house. And so we don't measure our church by how full our room is. We measure our church by how empty the world is of brokenness because God God didn't just come call us here just to fill up every seat and every row and fill up a service. Listen, that's great, but that's not our purpose. Our purpose is to go and take every person that's disconnected and get them connected to the reason they're in this world, and that's to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's why we celebrate every time somebody raises their hand and says, I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life because something broken just got put in its rightful place. That's why we celebrate every week when we have come to welcome to church party because somebody, it's not a class. It's not a freaking class. It's a way for us to take people who are disconnected and help them find their place in the body of Christ because their wholeness isn't being disconnected. Their wholeness is found in being connected and the church is the mender of broken people that takes them from being disconnected from God and planting them in the body of Christ where they can grow and flourish in the things of God. Now, I, that's why I don't get tired of weekends, because every weekend, the world is a little less broken, and the church is a little more complete. Every person that finds their place, the world is a little less broken, and the church is a little more complete. And our job, the way that we build legacy, the way that we leave a legacy of miracles, the way that we leave a legacy of faith, is we were handed a body that was incomplete, but somebody built it out till it got to us. 
And our job is to keep reaching people and building the body of Christ until we hand it on to the next generation. And when Paul is using this, this idea of the body, he's really talking about the skeletal frame of humanity to help us see what it is that God plans for his church. And he'd start talking about the joints and the bones and the individual members of the body coming together. And, and it's a powerful imagery of, of basically the skeletal frame of a human being. And he's, he's walking us through physically a body so that we can see spiritually what God is doing in our lives together. And it's incredible because when you, when you begin to study the, the skeletal purpose of your body, it actually helps us give understanding to why God is calling us here today. Number one is a skeleton provides connection in your body. Like you can do amazing things like this. Incredible. Mind-blowing. But because of a skeletal frame, your left hand is connected to your right hand. Provides connection. The second thing that a, a skeleton does, besides scare people at Halloween, is it provides protection. It's a protective force in your body. The third thing is, is it provides movement. The ability to stand upright. The ability to move. And the fourth thing that it, the role it plays is, is it supplies your body and also contains storage. It, it's an amazing thing. And as Paul is writing this, he's given us, he's given us four things to understand what church is. Why, why we're gathered here today. Why we're trying to build what God has called us to build. Number one is church is where I belong. It's where I belong. The skeleton provides connection. Without the skeleton, each individual member would have no place of belonging. But because when you bring it together, each one of us provides a vital piece of what God is doing in the earth today. And, and he's saying that church is where, where you belong. And here's what I want you to understand is you belong here. That you may not feel like you belong here, but you belong here. That maybe you walked in today and, and you're new, or maybe you walked in today and you're, you're feeling heavy because of some things going on in your life. Maybe the enemy wants you to feel uncomfortable in the presence of God. You know, that's the problem with, with sin is it, it separates us from God, makes us feel uncomfortable in the presence of God. But can I just tell you today that you were made for the presence of God. You, you're, you're made that this is home. This is where you belong. You belong in church. And what happens is, we, we, judge our, we judge our lives based on, on our performance. and We're all trying to get to perfection and, and get better. And listen, I, I hope you get better in your life. I, I, hope, I hope you grow. I hope God's grace meets you and you move past some of the things that maybe you're trying to, trying to sink your life or sabotage your walk with God. I hope you move past those things. But Paul said that God was going to raise us up to a perfect man, a perfect person. And when he's using that terminology, we think, man, i got to get better. i, I got to get more perfect. But what he's describing isn't a behavior. What he's describing is a connection. Because your perfection in Christ is not based on a performance. 
Your perfection in Christ isn't a performance. Your perfection in Christ is a position. It's a place you are. And I just want to tell you, you belong here. And it doesn't matter what your performance is. If you are in Christ and you are in the body of Christ, then you are in a perfect position in God. Because none of our performance, I don't care how good you think you are, none of our performance is what gets us accepted by God. Because all of our performance falls short. It was the performance of Jesus Christ that did it perfectly. And now his righteousness is brought to my life. And I'm not righteous because of who I am. Watch this. I'm righteous because of where I am because I'm in Christ and some of you just need to realize that he is greater than your performance he is greater than your mistakes he is greater than your past and you need to stop judging yourself on your performance and you just need to find your place and say I belong to Christ and I am a part of the body of Christ and nobody's taken me out of the position that God has put me in I was uh, a few years ago I, I got into running I don't really do that so much anymore because God delivered me. I'm free in Jesus' name. And I was, I was out running near my house on a, on a road that's pretty busy on the sidewalk there. And being the, the highly visible public figure that I am, I'm joking, I'm just messing around. Um, but somebody, somebody that attended the church saw me. And uh, it was like on a, I think it was a Saturday morning, and so it was church that weekend. And when they saw me, they said, I saw you running today. And I'm like, okay. And they were like, you were barely moving. <laughs> you were barely, you were just, you were moving so slow. And I was thinking, well, you were in a car. <laughs> you had an engine moving you. I was... I was using my feet. Like, it's not really a fair comparison, you know? They were, they were kind of judging me a little bit on my performance. But what they didn't know was that I'd set out to run that day, and I'd run the distance that I set out to run, and then I just decided that I was going to push myself a little further, and then I pushed myself a little further, and then I actually end up running up into that point, the longest run of my life, and where they saw me was finishing a distance that I'd never gone before, and they saw me struggling, but I was struggling going further than I've ever gone before, and somebody in this room just needs to remember that some of you are going further than you ever thought you would go, that you didn't have any faith in Christ, and if people would have known you before, they would have said, you're never going to be a Christian, you're never going to make it, and I just want to remind some of you in this room today that you're further than you ever thought you would be and you may be struggling but you're struggling a lot further down the road than you used to be so stop judging your performance and start looking at your position if you are in Christ you are in a perfect place and don't let somebody who's standing still on the first mile judge you on how you're doing in the second mile you just keep running and you may fall but guess what you can get back up and just keep going the way that God wanted you to go somebody is on the dream team today and you're struggling in your life, I want to remind you you're a part of the body of Christ. Some of you are stepping into leadership and you don't even feel worthy to step into leadership. I just want to remind you, you're a gift to the body of Christ. Some of you are sitting in church today and you have no church background. You're going further than you ever thought you would go. Don't let somebody judge your performance. Just know your position. I am in Christ and I am in a perfect place because church is where 
You belong. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. I don't care about your past. We don't care where you've been. We don't care about the stuff you did. We just want you here in this body. We'll deal with the performance. We just don't want you to lose your position. Don't let anybody take you out of where God has planted you. You are in Christ, and you are in the body of Christ, and that's the perfect position. Church is where you belong. Everybody belongs in church. People that you can't even wrap your mind around, they belong in church. That's what God ordained for their life, to be a part of what he's building on the earth today. The second thing that church does, and a skeleton does this, is the skeleton protects, plays a protective role. And here's the second thing that Paul is telling us is that church is where I'm secure. It's where I'm secure. Now, I want you to track with me for a minute because he talks about going to a perfect man to the full measure of Christ. That means we're all coming together in unity under Christ and that we all belong here, every one of us. Don't care if you were raised in church or this is your first time in church, you belong here. The second thing that he said is it causes me to be secure. He said, if, if I get in the right position, then I won't be blown about by every wind of doctrine that comes around. And that's a phrase maybe you don't know, but it's basically when the enemy begins to just sow things into your mind that aren't true. Or there's, he called it cunning craftiness, like these, these, these thoughts, these emotions that come into our life. The skeleton plays a protective role. Every vital organ that you have in your body is under your skeleton. Or it should be, if not, consult a physician pretty quickly. And that's why, that's why when you're laying in bed at night and you're on your phone and you, you drop your phone on your face, <laughs> super annoying, but you drop your phone on your head, the reason you don't get brain damage is because you have a skull that protects your brain. The, the, the skeleton protects the vital organs. I was, I was in the gym a few months ago. I didn't realize until I got on stage this weekend that I was going to be talking about working out a lot. Uh, but I was in the gym a few months ago just getting, like, ridiculously shredded, you know. Um, and it's all for, all for Heidi Warman over there. It's all for you, baby. You're welcome. Looky, but no touchy. It's just for her right there. Um, that's, that's funny right there. I, I, was, I was in the gym. I was on the bench press. And, uh, and you know, bench press, you lay flat. I'm, I do free weights, so that it's just a bar with weights on the end of it. And that day, I was so distracted, like... I had a million things going through my mind, was just thinking about, like, seriously, a hundred different things, and wasn't at all paying attention to what I was doing, and I, I pushed the weight off of my chest, and when I got to the top, I hit the barbell holder at the top, and when I hit the barbell holder, it threw the bar forward, and when you have that much weight on there, if you don't keep your hands under it, there's no way you can, and so from the top of my arms, the bar left and crashed across my chest, and uh, wasn't my finest moment in the gym. Like all these people are gathering around, are you okay, are you okay? And then, you know, you got to play the man card. I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm not, didn't hurt at all, you know, and crying on the inside. And like, <laughs> like wanting my mom, you know, just like <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it hurts so bad. I, that I had to, they had to help get the weight off of me, which is a special moment in the gym when other people have to come take the weight off of you. 
And uh, it was just crazy. And I, I, I did a self-check for a minute. Like, it hurt like crazy for weeks. Like, what just happened? And thankfully, nothing was broken. And I, I just want you to be proud of me. I finished that chest workout in the name of Jesus. Like I, and then I went home and wept gently into some tissues. While John Mayer played softly in the background. But here's, it, it was crazy. I'm going somewhere with this. Because when the, when the bar hit my chest, it had so much weight on it. One unfortunate it didn't crack something. But the bar hit my chest so hard that it, it knocked the air out of me. Like it physically forced all the breath in me out. So much that I blew my voice out. Like my, my throat was raw because of, the, of how fast the air came out. And here's the deal. Is if I didn't have a strong chest cavity... That, that moment would have absolutely crushed my heart. I would, have, I would have died in that instance if it hadn't have been for a skeletal structure. And here's what Paul is telling us. He's telling us that being connected to the body of Christ is what causes us to leave a place of weakness and go to a place of strength. So that when the enemy starts attacking your mind with things that aren't true, that there's some people around you that are going to help deal with the untruth that's getting sown into your life. Because at some point, listen to me, at some point the world is going to come calling and it's going to try to sow all kinds of seed thoughts into your mind. But thankfully, we're going to have a together group where you're going to be sitting with some people who are going to begin to just challenge that and say, no, 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 that's what the world's telling you, but this is what God is telling you. And at some point, at some point, there's going to be something that's going to come crashing down into your life and it's going to knock all of the wind out of you. You're going to lose a job. You're going to have somebody betray you. You're going to have a report that you don't want to get. And when the things of the world come and knock the breath out of you, I just want you to know that there's a group of people here who are going to be your strength in that moment. And they're going to stand with you until you get your wind back because the church is where I'm secure. And Paul said, if you're anchored in Christ, then somebody can come and speak into your life and tell you that's not a word from God. Let me give you a better word from God. And when you're walking through the hard seasons of life, there's nobody that can pull you out of the body of Christ because there's a structure around you who says, I'm going to protect every vital organ in your body that when the enemy comes after your mind, we're going to just surround you. And we're just going to declare the truth and love about who God says you are about the plans that God has for you, that you are not your mistakes and you are not your failures and you are not your addictions. And when the enemy comes after your heart and he He's trying to turn you into something bitter and he's trying to turn you into something broken. There's going to be some people that are going to be support structure in your life because you're going to be in a together group and somebody's going to speak a word in your life. You're going to be serving on a team and somebody's going to rally around you. You're going to step into a worship service and they're going to sing you into the presence of God. You're going to step into a moment and the word of God is going to find your heart and take out all of that mess because there's safety in the house of God. And what makes me strong isn't my mind and it's not my heart. What makes me strong is I'm a part of you and you're a part of me and we're going to stand together against whatever the world has and we're going to go forward in Jesus' name. Here's, here's the third thing is church is where I grow. It's where I grow. The skeleton provides the ability to stand upright and the ability to move. And church is where, is where we grow because it's the place that allows us to move forward in the things of God. This is what Paul is describing, that, that your growth, your maturity, your advancement in, the, in, in God's plans for your life 
are connected to God's house. Everybody wants God to do something in their life, but what you have to understand is that what God wants to do in your life is attached to something greater than your life. And sometimes we get into an individual pursuit of God, and we want God to bless us disconnected, but that's not God's plan. The way God wants to bless you is by blessing you by being connected to the body of Christ. It's what allows you to move forward. And that's why, listen, how many of you are thankful for a moving forward church? A moving forward church. Don't underestimate the value of being a part of a moving forward church. A lot of people have, have just spent years living in churches that are stuck and dead and then wonder how they end up stuck and dead themselves. And we're, we're a moving forward church. And that's not because magically somehow this building is advancing. It's because a church is made up of many parts which means if a church is moving forward, that means you're around a bunch of people who have just decided we're going forward in Jesus. That it's individual people just determined to move forward. And, and it's, it's the growth of the body. It's the body moving forward because it's where, it's where we grow because God wants to take you someplace, but where he wants to take you is connected to something greater than your life because the church is God's plan for the advancement of the kingdom of God. The church is God's framework for how he wants to advance his work. And what God does is he puts blessing on people who are connected to the body of Christ. Because I, I, I said this one time and people just, I knew it didn't go over very well, but I said, I don't want my life to advance any higher than God's church advances. I, 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 want, I want my life to be a part of what God is doing in the earth today. I, I want it to go, I want my life to go forward with the body. And if you're not careful, you want to maintain your independence and you separate yourself from the blessing of God. And I found oftentimes you can either have dependence or you can have independence and bondage or you can have dependence and freedom. Because a lot of times we're remaining independent and not remaining accountable because the last part I just preached about people protecting your mind and your heart, it actually preaches easier than you live it. Because sometimes when people are challenging your thoughts and calling your emotions into accountability, it doesn't feel as good as we think it does. And then we get into community and then somebody is now challenging all these wayward thoughts we're having. And somebody's challenging all of these offenses and hurts that we're having because they're trying to protect us. Listen to me. They're not trying to hurt you. They're trying to protect you. And if we're not careful, we remain independent and we don't want to be connected to the body. The problem is the Bible says a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. In other words, what I'm doing when I want independence is I'm rejecting everybody else so I can stay in the dysfunction that I'm in because I'm more comfortable in my dysfunction than I am in health. And what God's church is doing is it's saying you shouldn't live your life disconnected. God created you for community and your freedom isn't found in your independence. Your freedom is found in your dependence that when you get in community, that's how God's going to bring freedom into your life. And what happens is we don't connect ourselves to what God is doing. We disconnect ourselves. So we see somebody else getting blessed, moving forward, prospering, getting opportunity. And it bothers us because we think they're getting our blessing. And we need to realize if somebody else is getting blessed, we're a part of the same body. So that means I'm getting blessed. And if they're getting blessed, then it's only so long till I get blessed because watch this one foot can't cross the finish line without the other foot following, which means if the church is going forward, we're all going forward because we are the church. 
So don't disconnect yourself from what God is doing because I just want to give you some understanding. The church is going to go forward because the church is God's plan. And if I'm a part of the church, then guess what? I'm not staying here. I'm going forward into the things of God. Because when you're running a race, as they come to the finish line, what every runner does is they throw their head forward so that they can win the race. And the first part of the body to finish is the head. And then the rest of the body follows. And I just want to remind you that Jesus Christ is the head of the church. He's already run the race and he's already won the race. And we are a part of the body. And if the head's victorious, guess what? The body's going to be victorious, which means in this room today, you are not looking at people who are defeated and you are not looking at people who are overwhelmed or overcome. You are looking at people who are victorious. You are looking at people who are more than conquerors. You are looking at people who are overcomers. You are looking at mountain movers. You are looking at people that are going to stare down walls and watch them fall. You're looking at people who are going to break through strongholds because we are not victorious, but the head is victorious. And because Jesus is victorious, you're an overcomer. You are more than a conqueror. You are triumphant. Don't lose your position. The head's already won. The body's going to follow. One foot's already across. You're going to cross in Jesus' name. Here's the fourth thing. The skeleton nourishes. But the way that the, way that the skeleton is, is nourished, it, it has storage. The way that it receives nourishment is it nourishes. And here's the fourth thing that Paul is telling you, is that church is where I nourish others and find nourishment. He said that the way that you build yourself is to supply. And then when every part does its share, he said, the body grows stronger. The skeleton and the bones of a body actually are where red blood cells come from. And red blood cells play a really important part in your body. And a long time before science ever had this figured out, the Word of God had already spoken it, and that is the life of the body is in the blood. And before you think I'm really smart, I don't remember science at all. I just Googled the heck out of this message this weekend. (laughs) And we have some science teachers on staff, so that helps. Thank you, Trevor Jacob. Uh, And the red blood cells are what transport oxygen into every part of the body. It's what takes oxygen out of your lungs, out of your heart, and into every part that causes them to live. And the second thing that red blood cells do is not only do they nourish oxygen, but they also remove carbon dioxide. They're taking toxins out. And you know one of the reasons that people have such a negative perception of church is because they've stepped into church that had lost its function. It forgot what it was supposed to be. The church is supposed to be a life-giving place. And people, for whatever reason, associate church with a place that is supposed to drain the life out of them and then speak shame and condemnation into them. But can I tell you, that's not the church we're building. We're building a church that when you step into it, it's going to breathe life into you, and then it's going to take all the toxins out of you because we're not here to tear you down. Come on, somebody. We're here to build you up. We're here to breathe life into you. We're here to speak the Word of God over your life, to, to bring God's promises into your life. That's, that's the church God's called us to build. 
So many people have a negative perception of the church because they walked into a place that would just suck the life out of them. And I don't believe church ought to be that way. I believe church ought to just breathe life into you and be a place where you come alive in the presence of God and all the toxic stuff in your life and in your mind and just gets taken out. But it's how it works that people get confused because Paul said the way that the body grows stronger is it supplies, not through how it receives. What makes bones more dense isn't by what they get, but by what they give. Because they're sowing red blood cells into the body, then the bones then get stronger as the body gets stronger, and they get more and more dense. And a lot of people think that I'm going to get stronger if I come to church to receive, but I just want to let you know that that's not how the body works. You don't get stronger by coming to church to receive. You get stronger by coming to church to learn what you can supply. Because God didn't call you to come and be a part of a building. God called you to come be a part of a body that he called you to be a part of the church of Jesus Christ and for many people they come and sit in a building and they come and just consume and receive and wonder why they're not growing stronger and for many people they sit in church for years and years and years thinking I'm going to get stronger and stronger and stronger because I'm receiving I'm receiving I'm receiving and then they only grow in self-judgment and they only grow in condemnation and they only grow in self-righteousness because that's not where life comes from life doesn't come from by what you receive life comes from by what you supply because God intended for you to find a part in the body of Christ and the reason we do church the way we do it is because you weren't supposed to come and hear me give you something so that you can receive I'm here to equip you so that you can give something that's going to breathe life into you that's what he said he said the pastors are there just to equip you I'm just here to serve you so you can go do what God called you to do so you can be the person God called you to be so you can be a part of the body that God wants you to be a part of because sitting in a building isn't going to grow you finding your place in the body is what's going to grow you because you can't give something without making yourself bigger and stronger, which means you can't serve somebody joy and not leave with joy yourself. You can't help somebody find their peace without having peace yourself. You can't help somebody else discover their purpose without also finding your purpose. And watch this. You can't help somebody find acceptance in the house of God without finding I'm accepted in God's house too, because God is not looking at our performance. He's just wanting to know our position. He's just wanting to know our place in God's body. Stand with me all over the room. Stand on your feet. That's, that's church. So many people are coming to receive. Awesome. Pray something happens. Breathe life into you. But the way that you get strength isn't by what you receive. It's by what you supply. It's by finding your place. It's amazing because the New Testament uses two images. One is a house. And when you talk about a house, if the, if the, if the bones are good, then the rest don't matter. And a, and a house has good bones when it has a good foundation. And guys, here's, here's our responsibility. It's not just to come and sit lifelessly in a room every weekend and hear somebody entertain us with the Word of God. It's not to come every weekend and hope they do one or two of my favorite songs and I'll go home and live my life. That's, that's not how we leave good bones. It's by building a church that the hell cannot handle. It's by coming into this place realizing that we were broken but God set us apart as a body of Christ and that we've been called together to go empty the world of brokenness and complete the body of Christ, to build a house. And here's the deal. Here's how we leave a house that has good bones is we leave it with a good foundation. And I want to tell you, we're building this house on a good foundation. His 
name is Jesus Christ. It's an unshakable foundation. It's built on Jesus. It's built on, the Bible says, the apostles and the prophets. It's built on Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. And then our job is to build the house. Our job is to build the body, not to come in and say, man, we've built, we filled a room, four services. That's awesome. We filled a room. No, 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 no. There's still a lot of brokenness out there. And our function is to go find every broken piece of the body of Christ and tell them there's hope and there's healing and there's nourishment for your life when you get planted here because God's called us to build the body and everybody's focused on the world. Like, what's the world going to do? How's the world going to go? And I just want to let you in on something. God's not focused on the world. God's focused on his church because he knows this. If the bones are good, the rest don't matter. It doesn't matter what the world does. I want to tell you the church is God's plan A and there is no plan B. It's the place of hope and healing. It's God's blessing on the earth today that the kingdom of God is not coming. It is here now and hope and healing is here for every person in this room come on all all across this room I I want to take a moment is there somebody one is somebody somebody stepped into this room today and you had you had the life knocked out of you you had the wind knocked out of you somebody stepped into this room and the enemy is just talking to your mind and the wind the wind is blowing man it's it's trying to blow you off track today I just want you to know that you're in a good place we're not we're not we're not so much concerned about your performance yeah I don't want to see you do destructive things or things that's going to ruin your life but we're not going to judge you on your performance we just want you we just want to help you find your place at home in God's presence come on can we roll in this place like we own this place this is my house this is my body right here be a home in this place. I just want you to know there's strength here. Maybe you need to talk to somebody before you leave. Find a dream team member, find somebody. There's strength here. We'll stand with you till you get your breath back. When life knocks the wind out of you, when the enemy attacks your mind, there's strength here. There's safety here. We're not going to judge you because of your thoughts, what you did. We're just going to help you find your place where you belong. You're a child of God. You're a son of God. You're a daughter of God. Don't let anybody take that away from you. I want to I lead us in a prayer because maybe there's somebody in the room today you never knew that you belonged. You never knew, like, you mean people like me can be included, especially people like you. Because we're all like you. We're all broken. We're all flawed. If you saw us running, some of us, we're struggling, but we're still running. And there's a place for you. Maybe, maybe you've never prayed a prayer to just, what the Bible says, make Jesus the head of your life. What that means is just to make Jesus the leader and the Lord of your life, to connect your life to God through a relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm going to pray that prayer right now. and Somebody is going to move from a place of disconnected connection in this moment right now. Come on, this is your moment. I, I, feel, I feel it in the room. There's somebody under the sound of my voice today that maybe you, at one point Jesus was the head, Jesus was the leader, but your life is disconnected. Listen, we're not concerned about what you did in the least. We just want to help you rediscover your connection. Help you find your place in God's family.
I'm going to lead us in a prayer. Everybody in this room is going to pray it because you've got, you've got brothers and sisters. I know that sounds weird, but it's your family now. You've got brothers and sisters praying this prayer with you as you, as you have a moment of finding your belonging, your significance, your relationship with Christ. Whether this is the first time you've ever prayed to receive Christ, or maybe this is a moment for you to come back to a relationship with Christ. Come on. Everybody in the room, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Wash away my past. Make me a new person. Today I follow you. I commit to walk in your path. Follow your ways. I receive you now as the leader and the Lord of my life. And I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Somebody give God a great amen. Give Jesus some praise in the room today. That's incredible. Hey, come on. We're going to take a minute. We're going to welcome all of those that just prayed that prayer for the first time or came back to Christ. We're going to say welcome home. Here's what I want to do. I want to count to three if you just prayed that prayer with me. When I get to three, would you just raise your hand and say, Jason, when you were praying, I found my place. I found leader of my life, Jesus. I found my place. Come on, if that's you on the count of three, one, two, if that's you, three, would you just raise your hand in the air and say the name? Hey, thank you for joining us and a special thank you to those of you who give so faithfully and generously to this church. It's because of people like you that podcasts like this are possible. And you can click the link in the description to give now, or you can visit mycoastlifechurch.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, we'd love it if you subscribed, share it with your friends. So thank you for listening and God bless you.